0: Chapter Ten of That House I Bought by Henry Edward Warner. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten, Tenth Period. Getting acquainted is part and parcel of buying a house. There is something in the human chest that yearns for speaking terms, at least with the fellow who is liable to lend you his lawnmower, or by whose wife you may some day be called upon for emergency aid in the culinary department our good friends came out it's true and last night kitty and lucy eugenie sat on the porch and afterward had iced tea and peanut sandwiches in the kitchen but i mean the regular acquaintance of the long day that makes the wife forget distances and isolation whooping cough was our visiting card i got acquainted with the nearest neighbor through the courtesy of his advice when i made some fool remark about the nature of the ground for light gardening and he gave me the benefit of his information to the contrary we knew one family so intimately that we could almost nod as we passed without fear of being snubbed but not a soul called inquired or seemed to care It was the busy time, and we didn't mind so much then. When things lightened up on the labour end, we would begin to notice it. And then we brought Liddy out for the air. Poor little thing! She whooped and whooped and whooped. In the middle of the night she whooped, and she whooped in the morning. She would stop doing almost anything else to run to her auntie and whoop. She knew her responsibility— in the city she had gone from door to door ringing bells and gravely informing the occupants that their children mustn't play with her because it was catching she ran her quarantine strictly but of course our new community sharers didn't know that the groceryman milkman iceman paperboy the plumber carpenter stableman all manner of men who circulate learned that liddy had the whooping-cough it wasn't long before our neighbors began to take notice—I mean our neighbors' several houses removed and across the street. We already knew our nearest neighbors and their stout little red-haired heir and the little baby that sang Miserere in the stilly night. But the niece with the whooping cough made us talked about and observed. One day a little girl ran up to Liddy. My mamma says I can play with you cause I've had the whooping cough liddy promptly produced her jumping rope and then there was another from the same house and we discovered to our joy that the children of the horny-handed city editor had also had the whooping cough we didn't need an introduction there but the play privilege was pie for the baby first thing i knew baby was on this porch and that porch and on the way home in the evening i whistled for her and nodded to the grown-ups who were entertaining her but we've lost our intermediary the other night baby whooped and i whooped mine was nervous indigestion combined with a lot of imagination that makes the patent medicine business profitable between us baby and i kept up a merry circus all night she was really sick and we sent her home to her mother what a wonderful thing it is to have a baby in the house every morning catherine and eleanor go out and pick buttercups and forget-me-nots and bring them to my wife and she puts them in a vase with the greatest show of gratitude you ever saw and then proceeds to stuff the children with cakes until they choke and sends them home full Every day the little auburn-haired boy, king in the house next door, trots out with his tiny red wagon and laboriously drags that treasure of childhood up and down the pavement, sometimes prancing like a racehorse, sometimes plodding along like a mule that curses his ancestry, sometimes ambling by like a good-natured family horse, guaranteed not to run away or scare at any automobile and the little one the baby in the go-cart what a time the baby has watching big brother and admiring his strength as he performs miracles not only pulling and backing the tiny red wagon all by himself but actually turning it around and running the other way without so much as getting caught in the cracks or stuck in the sod you can see admiration fairly oozing from the baby's eyes and when he runs at her and pretends to kick his heels into the dashboard what a laugh she has up the street where the apartments are with the shiny sets of bells on the front by the door and the big rocking-chairs and air of solid comfort there are some other children but i haven't learned their names they play around the porch and front yard and run across the street scampering up the hill to pick flowers from the lots that soon will feel the plough and their mothers keep an eye on them not that any accident could happen for vehicles are scarce out our way and the street-car doesn't enter the quiet of our lives but just because well mothers are a bit peculiar that way i mean that way of keeping an eye on the young ones a fellow never knows what a remarkable head a child has if he has none of his own until he begins borrowing babies from the neighbors there's catherine for instance catherine and eleanor and i were looking for the little pale anemones that hide around the roots of trees i picked some 4 petaled blue flowers and instructed the children these i said are forget-me-nots no they're not said catherine promptly they are bluets forget-me-nots have five petals and these have only four. Oh, i said and where did you learn that my teacher told me and she told me which ran into a long lecture on botany and horticulture and forest lore and things that made me ashamed for frankly i didn't know whether the tree that shaded us was an oak or a maple i think there should be a limit on male suffrage and woman domination and child education there are some things that make the average man feel cheap if he has pride but this is all about the babies and about the house only indirectly we love children my wife and i and perhaps we love them the more because we can send them back to where we borrowed them when they become troublesome but the most wonderful thing about babies to me is that not so long ago we were all you and i and your neighbor all helpless gooing crowing dimpling fat or slim kids MUNDLED UP IN carriages AND LOOKING WONDER-EYED AT THE GREAT PICTURE LIFE UNFOLDED BEFORE US. AND THESE BABIES AROUND US, SOME OF THESE DAYS, THEY'LL BE THE MEN AND WOMEN, AND SOME OF THEM WILL BORROW BABIES AND SOME WILL CUDDLE THEIR OWN. THE BABIES, GOD BLESS THEM, AND THE FLOWERS, THEY ARE VERY ALIKE. END OF CHAPTER TEN